Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Hey, really glad you're with us for the Wednesday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. Jim Garrity is not here today. Chad Benson, host of the Chad Benson Show on the Radio America Network, which I highly encourage you to check out, uh, is joining us. He just came off his three-hour live show, and so he's uh, all warmed up, ready to go here for the Three Martini Lunch. Uh, Jim yesterday was kind of happy, kind of sad that he didn't have COVID. Well... Today he's got COVID. He's uh, made that known on social media, so I don't think he'd be too upset with me pointing that out. He says, so far his symptoms are like a man cold, which he says, Chad, is just like a regular cold except more complaining. So, Jim, get well soon. And, Chad, you and I certainly can relate to the man cold, correct? uh, Did he get some of those sweet free tests from the government that don't work? (laughs) I don't I don't know if he signed up for those. I know he had some others, but uh, it's a good question. I didn't know they didn't work. Our news lady, she got those. Her mom got sick. She she used the free test. Neither of them worked. She took it in for another one. And her mom's in the hospital now because she has COVID. So those things are sweet. We got ours in the mail, but it's a brand or some generic deal that doesn't look anything like I've ever seen on a store show. Ever. Is it, did you get the orange one? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this This is not even real. This is fake. None of this is real. You guys are lying to us. You're sending out fake stuff. Fake news, fake stuff. All right. Well, let's talk about stuff that's not fake for a little bit here and uh, move on to our good martini. And Chad, we had been bracing ourselves for the state of California actually approving single-payer health care for everybody, including illegals, uh, in the Golden State. And to do that, they were going to raise taxes on their citizens hundreds of billions of dollars a year. It's going to be horrific. And maybe that's why it got derailed. But it's amazing that given the huge partisan advantage Democrats have in the legislature, it's not going to happen, at least not right now. Uh, And that is amazing. CalMatters.org with the story. The single-payer measure, Assembly Bill 1400, was the latest attempt to deliver on a longtime priority of Democratic Party faithful to get private insurers and profit margins out of health care. Yeesh. But because it was introduced last year when it was stalled without receiving a single hearing, it needed to pass the Assembly by Monday to continue through the legislative process. But after several tense hours Monday afternoon, during which a scramble of meetings took place just off the Assembly floor... Assemblymember Ash Calra, the San Jose Democrat who was uh, sponsoring the bill, announced that he would not bring the measure up for a vote. Quote, I don't believe it would have served the cause of getting single payer done by having the vote and having it go down in flames and further alienating members. It needed 41 votes to pass. And by his own admission, it was short by double digits. So, Chad, you've lived in California. Uh, A lot of folks, certainly on the right and even in the middle, think it's almost hopeless now on its politics. But... Maybe not. Maybe a glimmer of uh, sanity uh, because lawmakers knew their constituents weren't going to like getting saddled with immense taxes again. Yeah. Well, they're always California. For those of you guys who don't know, they've kicked themselves for years because they the Prop 13. So Prop 13 is this 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 thing that has protected Californian homeowners from having their houses reevaluated and tax charged on that. So you bought a house for 100 grand. It's now worth three million. Well, you know, they can't do that. You're still paying that tax of 100,000. But they've allowed all these other taxes to go through. But at some point in time, when people started to find out that some of these taxes, in particular on businesses, were on gross receipts, not net, and realizing that people's taxes were going to go up to the point of maybe doubling in some areas, they said, okay, well, this is enough. I mean, we, we can't do this. But they're trying their hardest. They're still trying to push this through. I think the thing that benefited them this time is they've done such a 
piss poor job with COVID that they're thinking to themselves, we cannot allow the same people that have run us into the ground with COVID to take over our health care anymore. And I think that also helped derail this. But sanity finally won. But I'm going to tell you guys this. It's only momentarily because there's other insane things around the corner. I'm sure this will be not the last time they go back to this. Well, no, no, no. And I'm sure they're going to try this exact idea again, maybe in a slightly different form. Maybe they'll have a, a catchy new title for the bill with a cool acronym or something, because uh, lawmakers love to do that. But listen to those uh, words. Get private insurers and profit margins out of healthcare. If you are not in a position to make a profit, how concerned are you going to be about doing a great job? Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's again, do insurance companies screw people? No doubt about it. Yeah. Is the game rigged? Yes. Do they rig the game along with the people that want to get private health care out of business? 100%. And it's hard to trust people who are handing money to people who say, you can trust us, but not them, knowing full well the backroom deals are not just few and far between, are plentiful, and they've all got skin in the game. I don't, to this day, it's not hard. Could we split it up and do private insurance as well as other insurance? 100%. I'm not just talking about Medicare and stuff like that. I'm talking about really saying to people, all right, we're going to give people two options, but you're going to be stuck in that option because I don't think anybody should go bankrupt if they have a heart attack. I don't think if you if you break your leg and you go to hospital A, you pay five grand, you go to hospital B, you pay 85 bucks. I don't find that, th- what? But we need to do a better job. But when you allow so many rules, so many regulations, no way to go across uh, state lines when it comes to insurance buying and this, you're going to end up with exactly what you get, which is a frustrated consumer base, but a, a government that is using the money that they're raising from these people as well as the money that they're raising from all of us vis-a-vis donations and votes. It, it sucks. No, I think you're right in concept. Uh, obviously, the, the details uh, matter a lot. Even uh, uh, conservatives, of course, say we can radically reform the system, make it more free market, bring down prices, bring incentives, allow people to group together to bring down costs. Association health plans is what they're called. Democrats, of course, want to bring in the so-called public option, which a lot of folks in the free market world are concerned would eventually just push all private uh, insurers out of the market and you'll end up with single payer anyway. So uh, getting more options is the best way to go and having more government is never the way to get more options because they don't want competition. Government does not like competition. Anyway, while you're resting, uh, hopefully you don't have COVID like Jim, but uh, if you uh, are not resting comfortably, maybe you just need better pillows and sheets or towels and slippers. Uh, The whole line of products at MyPillow is fantastic. And right now they're focusing on the phenomenal deal you can get on Giza Dream Sheets. I've said many times, the absolute best uh, set of sheets that we have, maybe that I've ever had. Uh, And the first night you sleep on the Giza Dream Sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. But not only are they great quality, right now you can get them at a great low price. For a limited time, you will receive 60 percent off any Giza Dream Sheets with the price as low as $39.99 when you use our promo code martini at mypillow.com. Let me tell you about the sheets. First, best cotton in the world. Long staple cotton grown in the middle of the Sahara Desert between the Mediterranean Sea and the Nile River. It is awesome. Super soft, super breathable. I love the fact that, you know what, you, you slide right into them, but when you wash them, they still fit your bed, which as we all know, doesn't always happen with other sheets. Tons of colors, sizes, machine washable, six-day money-back guarantee, one-year limited warranty. 
and they got the four inch hem. So the flat sheet, the pillowcases, but it's fitted fully enclosed elastic hems. And that gives you deep pockets and deep pockets help those sheets stay on. Absolutely. Save 60%, 60% right now with the Giza Dream Sheets flash sale. Go to MyPillow.com, click on that radio listener square and use the promo code Martini at checkout. Or call 800-874-0104 to get the Giza Dream Sheets for as low as $39.99. You'll also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. These will be gone in a flash. I mean, deals like this don't last forever. So head to MyPillow.com. Promo code Martini or call 800 874 0104. Sleep better with mypillow.com. All right, Chad, I think technically we got two crazies today. That was obviously our good Martini on California residents dodged government run healthcare because uh, that's uh, certainly not a prescription for anything good. But uh, let's go to crazy number one. And this one just broke this morning. Jeff Zucker is out. As the head of CNN, he released a statement, I think really in the last hours, we're recording this around noon Eastern time, saying uh, there's a policy at CNN that you're supposed to disclose any inter-office relationships, which he did not do, so he is resigning. But it's not just any inter-office relationship. It's another CNN executive named Allison Gollust. Beyond that, Allison Gollust used to be communications director for, drumroll, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. And so it's uh, thought by some that because of her connection to Cuomo and the fact that she and Zucker were in this longtime affair, that uh, that's one of the reasons why they coddled Andrew Cuomo. They protected Chris Cuomo. And now all of this is uh, unraveling. It's almost like a a frat house or a soap opera over there at CNN. Uh, Chad, what do you make of the Zucker departure? You know, I was like, you got to look at some of these things and say, okay, how much of it was this? Because they apparently, they were both married at the time, and this was a long time uh, affair. Everybody kind of knew about it. Katie Couric even hinted around it, really kind of threw it out there in her book. So it wasn't like this was a surprise. But when you look deep, you would always say, when you dig deeper into these things, you find out he's got a fat contract. CNN revenues, his viewership is people sometimes look for ways to get out of things. And this seems convenient. Then you go into so much of this came to quote unquote light, like nobody knew this was going on during the Chris Cuomo investigation of his text messages and emails. It is a uh, the Cuomo's are messing everything up. It, 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 but it shouldn't be a surprise that these this is an incestuous business. And it was weird because it I'm like, I was looking and reading all. So I'm going, OK, well, where's the sexual harassment? It's got to be something oh, it was consensual and he didn't mention it to somebody. I find that to be kind of ridiculous. I feel like this is a great way for everybody to part company and for him to leave with a with, with a nice fat parachute of money and for them to go, OK, it's time to move to something else. Well, I think you're probably right about the timing of it. And I, I don't know who ultimately would have forced him out. I don't know what the uh, leadership structure is uh, when you're talking about the the top boss over there at CNN. But when you look at where CNN's ratings were during the Trump years as compared to the where they are now, and I'm not sure anybody gets over a million over there at CNN uh, these days, even in primetime, uh, Fox is just completely blowing them out of the water. And even MSNBC is, too. So uh, given that uh, they're trying to carry water for Joe Biden, who's even who's almost as unpopular as they are, uh, the timing certainly uh, is curious. But uh, Jeff Zucker is a guy 
who bet hard on Donald Trump twice. You know, he was over at NBC when The Apprentice was uh, raking in a lot of money for NBC. And then he decided to carry every Donald Trump rally live during the Republican primary and then turn on a dime and make him the villain. Uh, By the time the general election rolled around by that time, uh, a lot of support had built for Donald Trump. So then he tried to demonize him for four years and he got a lot of ratings. But uh, I'm not going to say Jeff Zucker's the reason Donald Trump became president, but he certainly gave him a lot of free airtime. Well, it was must-see TV, and it was the monster that all of them wanted. And even Fox, their their viewership is down comparatively because the, the, the Trump bump went away. And people are looking for other things, and they're exhausted. And you go and you watch any of these shows, MSNBC, CNN, uh, they're, they're the ones focusing on January 6th, which people have moved on from. Come on, okay, well, it's enough. And J- and CNN, it's 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 either Dr. Gupta talking about how evil, uh, you know, people are for listening to to Joe Rogan uh, and, and, you know, them freaking out about something that happened with, uh, uh, you know, a Trump aide. It's 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 you guys are still focusing on somebody who's no longer in power. He's living rent free. But you're finding out that without him, you're not interesting. He was, and you're not re- you're not going to have a chance to recreate that. So I think it's a good time to move on. All right, on to our last crazy martini now, and this is a follow up on uh, what we talked about uh, just the other day on the three martini lunch. There's some controversy over the fact that uh, President Biden uh, said a while ago, and he's reiterated again that his Supreme Court nominee will be a black woman. And so there have been some folks on the right and elsewhere that have said, uh, look, uh, the job at this point is for you to pick the most qualified person of the court, the person you think would be the best replacement for Justice uh, Stephen Breyer. If that person happens to be a black woman, fantastic. If it happens to be somebody else, pick the best person for the job. Uh, nonetheless, uh, uh, Biden is continuing forward in that uh, in that effort. Uh, Ilya Shapiro, who is a conservative and was just appointed a couple of weeks ago to a prominent position at the Georgetown University School of Law, is on administrative leave due to a couple of tweets that we talked about uh, a number of days ago where he wanted the choice to be merit-based. And he also suggested that there was even a minority candidate, a federal judge named Sri Sridharvasan, I'm sure I'm butchering that name like I did last time, uh, who was more qualified, but he's not going to get a chance because he's the wrong gender. And so he thinks that uh, a black woman is going to get the job when it should have gone to this other person. And so the Georgetown University law students, or at least a lot of them, very, very upset about this. Uh, The Georgetown Black Law Student Association called for his termination. Shapiro has now been put on administrative leave while the school investigates his tweets. And yesterday, there was basically a sit-in at the Georgetown Law School with the dean there and some other officials. And they had demands ranging from a cry room where they could go if they were upset with whatever they heard in class or anywhere else. And they also wanted reparations, which... Chad, once upon a time, reparations involved a whole lot of money. Uh, These kids just want pizza, which I guess makes them fairly typical college students, especially when you're forking over the kind of money you need to fork over to go to Georgetown Law. But the way they came off yesterday in reporting uh, from National Review and others was uh, entitled, uh, spoiled, and uh, I think it's reflecting worse on them ultimately than whatever Ilya Shapiro tweeted. Yeah, what he tweeted, he said, look, it was inartful, and he recognized that, and he believes he's going to be vindicated. This is that insane world of which we live. These are graduate students, too. So we're not even talking about I mean, this is 
this these are people who are going to go out in the real world with law degrees and are apparently needing a cry room. So that's what your lawyer is going to be going up against. I kind of want Harvey Specter from Suits more than I want these people, because that guy looks like he's going to go straight for the grundle and finish you off where you're going to be crying in the corner. This is not a good situation. It was an artful, but. Being an artful doesn't make him a racist or evil. And it sure in the hell shouldn't make you not be able to do your work. Show me again on the doll where the tweet hurt you. Enough is enough. And and yes, it was an artful. Uh, we've seen a lot of that over the last couple of days. Whoopi Goldberg. Do I think she's an anti-Semite? No. Was she an artful? Well, what she was trying to say the other day, talking about skin color rather than whether or not the, the Jews are, are is a race or not? Yes, but this whole thought process of the minute you say something now, you must be held at such a, a, a high level that you are to be blown out of the water with no chance of forgiveness and no teaching moments is not a good place to be. And at a place like Georgetown that talks about what they're about, including differing opinions shows you exactly what higher education, in particular law, law schools, which are super left, is really all about, which is that intersectionality that he even mentioned inside one of his tweets. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I give uh, some folks on the right credit. A lot of times when uh, somebody who's uh, far to the right or far to the left does something controversial, then there's this massive pile on, which leads to the cancellation that we see over and over and over again. A lot of folks on the right who certainly jumped all over her comments, not happy with the two-week suspension that she got from uh, ABC, basically saying, look, you know, part of the reasons you're on that panel is you say what you think, and then for the next few days, people go after you for what you said and how you said it, and that's how dialogue in this country is supposed to be. So uh, when a lot of folks could have uh, called for her full cancellation, uh, I see more people now, uh, certainly on the right, at least on that particular story, saying, you know what? Uh, we can't cancel everybody. So uh, even though she said something stupid, it shouldn't be the end of her career. And so how about we uh, extend that on both sides? So maybe that'll, maybe that idea will prevail eventually. I just found it hilarious this morning that Mika Brzezinski was like, okay, if Whoopi Goldberg's getting suspended, this is really getting out of hand. And I'm thinking, where have you been? It's crazy that we're at this position where one tweet, one thing, you know, one one misunderstanding because it's it's no longer what you say, Greg. And you know this as much as anybody. It's no longer what you say; it's how it's taken. Sure. And if that's if we're living in a world where you have to be worried about how somebody may take something you said and can contextualize it in any way they want, we're screwed. And this was again inartful. Both of them inartful. Neither of them deserve to lose what they have built based on inartful things that they said that weren't meant in a way, they were just pointing out certain things in their mind of what they thought, not demeaning somebody else, but it doesn't matter because it's, again, how did you take it? That's all that matters. Well, that's where we'll call it for today. Chad, thanks for stepping in for Jim. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, brother. Appreciate it. You bet. Chad Benson, host of the Chad Benson Show on the Radio American Network. I highly encourage you to check that out. Hopefully, Jim Garrity will be back very soon. I'm Greg Corumbus, also of Radio America. Uh, do subscribe to the podcast if you don't already. Uh, tell your friends about us as well. Thank you so much for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. Get us on your home devices. Just say, play Three Martini Lunch Podcast. 
Follow us on Twitter. Jim is at Jim Garrity. Chad is at Chad Benson Show. And I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great Wednesday. And please join us on Thursday for the next Three Martini Lunch. Hi, it's Dana Lash, host of The Dana Show. Every day, I'm here to keep you up to speed on the most important stories and info that you need to know in your very busy life. And if you're always on the go and you want to stay connected, just download our daily podcast and take it with you. It's a great way to get up to speed on what you need to know and what legacy media may not be telling you. Visit danaradio.com and click on the podcast link or subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.